0: This scripture reading and the following
1: address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on October second, twenty twenty two. For more information, visit
0: www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The second readings come from Colossians chapter three, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you will call in the one body and be thankful let the word of christ drill in you richly teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms Hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word of deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God.
1: Lord of love in our uh, Saviour Jesus Christ, send your Holy Spirit to us as you speak to us in your word open our hearts to receive your love and open our lives to give your love in Jesus name amen so I mentioned last Sunday that I was glad that the uh, men's AFL season was well and truly over last week that that season has gone Tim reminded me that it hasn't quite gone um, totally yet and I can see some other Geelong supporters who might be with him on that, but um, I'm, I'm, I suggested last Sunday it's a season of love that's here, or at least is beckoning, and that's been my experience of recent times with a number um, of things occurring. Particularly, I think it's been the, the weddings that have been occurring, and I think s- since um, with things have opened up a little bit from COVID times, you know, there just seems to be a little bit more traffic in that people getting married space, which is which is lovely where people have that love. Um, and we, as I mentioned in the kids address, Dylan and um, Jess who were married here just over a week or so ago and uh, we're looking forward to another wedding in our church in the, early in the new year when uh, Steph and Henry will be married. It's a season of love also for um, my wife Sue and I. We're about to celebrate our anniversary. I know Richard also is celebrating his an- wedding anniversary, I should say, wedding anniversary. Um, you're celebrating yours tomorrow, Richard. Next Saturday, Sue and I will celebrate 39 years of marriage and Colossians 3 our reading our second reading today is our wedding text and we know it pretty well for me it's it's one of those um, spaces in scripture that reminds me about dwelling in the word you know we've sometimes talked about going back to the same word of God um, on a regular basis well that's what it's been like for me in, in in marriage just to go back there and I kept I keep being taught and um, shown new things in, in the very text that we read, uh, that June read so beautifully for us today. Colossians chapter 3. I want to encourage you in dwelling in the word. Perhaps there's a word in your life too that you keep coming back to. It might be a word that was said to you, maybe when you were confirmed or, or a word that's been important in your life. It was an important word, Colossians chapter 3, back in 1966, in October of 1966 indeed, when uh, Dr. Siegfried Haybart was one of the preachers at the very first convention of synod of the newly minted, newly married Lutheran Church of Australia. October 1966 brought two former churches together, uh, being as one. And some of you, and I know I've spoken with some people at St. Paul's, maybe you're not here today, maybe you. Hands up if you remember anything of that time Or if you've been told stories of when the two churches came together A few hands go up And I know I've spoken to other people There were events here in Melbourne, I think at the, Was that at the Melbourne Town Hall? Did someone mention there was a special coming together of Lutherans? I think it was a very, very special and amazing time Where people who had once been separated And who couldn't pray together even going back sometime Let alone worship together as Lutherans or even in some cases were forbidden to marry because they came from a different Lutheran beginning, came together as one church in October of 1966. I was uh, brought up in the Brosser, I was four years of age when that occurred. There's me um, navigating my way on, on my tricycle, and there's me with my nana. And my nana, who grew up as a Lutheran, probably her heart language, it certainly was, was... German, or at least the Brossa uh, version of German she probably worshipped most of her life in, in German language and she spoke to my mum in German or whatever language uh, the Brosser Deutsch is and my mum responded in English you know um, so that was part and parcel of it. The first convention of Synod was held in the Brosser Valley in 1966. One of the people who was there that day was a former member of um, uh, St. Paul's I think, she's now the the chair of the LCA's Constitution Committee, Faye, Faye Schmidt and she shared with me not so long ago some of her memories of being um, in the Barossa Valley during those days of the first convention of that synod. And up there we've got some various photos, um, uh, the synod that was happening inside the, um, uh, the big hall at the Tanunda Oval in the Barossa Valley Uh, The bottom photo there is of a bunch of people A lot of people wearing hats it seems Uh, They were on Tanunda Oval That's where they worshipped And the top photo is actually Adelaide Oval From 12 months earlier When altar and pulpit fellowship was declared Between these two churches And the church gathered at Adelaide Oval uh, 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 For uh, a special occasion for that Dr. Haybart preached as one of the preachers at that synod on Colossians chapter 3. And Faith says that that sermon will always stay with her. It was a really, really important um, sermon for, for her. As uh, Dr. Haybart called on the people to, who are newly again in love to keep on loving when the going got hard, as it inevitably can, whether it's in a marriage whether it's in, you know, all sorts of family relationships or any sorts of relationships, work or otherwise, um, and even in the church when the going can get, can get hard. How much are we prepared to love and forgive and bear with one another was his message as Faye related to me. It remains a question for us today, doesn't it, I think, This weekend, we have a gathering of synod again. The Victorian Tasmania Synod is is occurring this morning and we'll be praying uh, for all of the people gathered there. In not this coming week, but the week after, we'll have the General Pastors Conference of our church. That is when all the pastors in Australia and New Zealand come together in conference. And that'll be in advance of our church-wide synod, which will be held here in Melbourne Next February, it's getting close now, only four months away. The pastors, the week after next, will gather in the same place as this synod um, uh, occurred in 1966 in Tanunda. And the pastors will come together where they will consider the proposals uh, that are going before our synod, which um, speak to a number of things. The pastors are called to give advice, pastoral, theological advice on um, matters that, count, that are about to come before the Synod. Matters that affect the unity of the Church, matters of our witness to the world. We as a congregation have put forward a proposal, haven't we, to this Convention of Synod. And thank you for all for, for being um, a part of that in whatever way you've been able to, to have your input. We're calling on the church to recognise this difference in people's understanding of being in scripture on the matter of ordination and gender. And we're also calling on the church to recognise that this has been um, a matter before us that we've struggled with, we've struggled prayerfully with, we've put ourselves, I pray so, under the authority of the word of God and yet we've reached different places. We're calling on Synod to recognise our different understandings in relation to ordination and the things that we agree on. There are so many things that we agree on and that's one matter about gender is something that we struggle with. We're asking the church to consider staying together in in unity for our um, mission and witness to the world and practising two ways of calling pastors into the church where people hold... Perhaps a strong view that it should be male only, or others hold a particularly strong view also that male and females can be ordained. How do we hold it together in love, perhaps is one of the questions I have. And it's always the question for us wherever we are in relationships, and here also at St Paul's. We always, I think, need to hear this call again and again, especially as we hear our gospel reading today, do as you ought you know, I've supplied you with many wonderful gifts of salvation and love, um, but we continue to struggle. So it's a good call to come back to always. And I think it's been borne out most recently for us in times like COVID, for example. Matters of COVID and matters of politics seem to get in, in the way of, of, of love, it seems to me. You know, we've got a sign as we go to morning tea on the door out there, uh, that goes out here and into the next space, which says, let's work together to keep one another safe with two thumbs up on it. You might notice it because the doors are already open when you go in there. But if those two thumbs up are probably suggesting to me at least that you know there's two people coming together to make this happen. Even though sometimes we might have very different, different views which we hold passionately. I mean, the whole COVID time seemed to bring out You know, the differences in views, the extremes sometimes came to the fore. In our wider society, even in our own city here, we sometimes saw the extreme views come through in aggression and even violence that I remember. People stopped listening to one another and that happened even, and it happens even in the church. Like a marriage facing difficulties, trust was broken. And as I say, it happens in relationships all the time, even in the church. Something becomes a bone of contention and we can respond either aggressively to seek our own way or perhaps we can, in a safe way that doesn't put our own safety at risk, and that's important, learn a way of love by listening anew to God together and coming at the issue in love. COVID, I think, and the restrictions that we've had was one of those spaces. I think also in our country and even in our church, recognition of the the stories of first Australians is another matter where politics seems to invade our thinking all too often. When we acknowledge country, this has become a bit of a bone of contention. As humans, we sometimes get upset when our expectations aren't met. And we can come out in all sorts of ways and. Often it's with aggression, it seems to be, more and more um, at this time and age that we're in. How do we, how do you respond as individuals and members of community when there's a difference, even within the body of Christ? If we learn from society, we could simply go back to football season and tackle one another aggressively to get our own way to say that we've kicked a goal but I'm suggesting to you that this football season this um, dog eat dog season if you will is over we're in a season of love and not just my poor attempts at loving but in God's perfect season of love so what does God say about this how does God love we see the answer so often in scripture. And we see the answer as we come in our worship service to find the answer in a cross. You see, while we were still sinners, while we were still the people of rebellion, God sent his son to save. Philippians chapter two calls us not only to consider our actions, but to have the same mind as Christ, to have the same mind as Christ, to transform our thinking, let alone before we act, from selfish desires to the interests of others, just as the story of Christ on the cross tells us. Our church has what we call a reconciliation action plan in place. That's a a plan to think about relationships particularly with first uh, peoples of this land. The artwork that was done for the LCA's reconciliation action plan was this piece that um, we can see up on the screen. It was done by a uh, nine-year-old Christian named Henry. He there shows us the many different eyes looking to not not to the in the middle of the the artwork there with the heart of God in the center of the cross and these different um, sets of eyes looking to the cross people with different views people with different starting points people with different love languages their first language people with different stories and yet their focus one and all is to the cross of Christ Doesn't this beautiful piece of art from a young First Nation Christian speak to us in all of our differences today? I think so. We are called to love by our Lord Jesus in the sense of that family love, in that sense of serving love. We are also called in that love to call out deeds which are not love, selfishness as we heard in our reading today hatred bitterness malice the words which senselessly attack one another and to come to God both in forgiveness to be transformed in love and this is the thing that I've learned in this season from Colossians chapter 3 to be thankful to be thankful for one another and thankful to God for all of his gifts putting one another first listening Genuinely, actively listening to the other person. Sharing our views, yes, by all means, share our views openly and with passion, but with love as we make the confession of faith in our witness to one another, growing more and more to be like Christ as we transform our minds. We are different, aren't we? We're all built differently. We all come from different places, So it was when the church was married in 1966, our Lutheran Church of Australia and New Zealand. And that's still the story of the church today. We are fearfully and wonderfully made and we're not all the same. But let's not major in the minors and be upset and worried over many things which are not of the essence of our witness and our faith. Just like Jesus came to Martha as we heard some Sundays ago, and said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset by so many things, just one thing is necessary. Just sit at my feet and learn of my love for you, shown fully on the cross for all people. On October the 8th, Sue and I will celebrate 39 years of marriage, go us! Um, And I'm I'm so thankful um, for Sue. It's been a lot of hard work, particularly for her, Learning to live by love and grace in forbearance with each other. Learning from Jesus to forgive and to be forgiven over and over again. Learning to put on love. And what a gift it is. What a gift it is to put away all bitterness, all selfishness, all malice, all getting my way or else. To be thankful for life, for faith, for hope, for the gift of the Spirit who calls us to follow Christ in his mission to the world, to focus on Jesus and show the world that the season of love is here for us, for them, for all, forever. Amen. And God's peace guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.